Hi, ladies. This is Annie with Starting Over Stronger, Divorce, Survival, and Recovery. And today, I just want to take a few minutes to talk about some principles that can help you to avoid some of the pitfalls of your decision making during your divorce. And I'm going to summarize these pitfalls according to a book called Decisive, How to Make Better Choices in Life and at Work by Chip and Dan Heath. And they are simple, four simple principles that I think you'll grab right onto and be able to make good application to in your divorce situation. And the way that you can remember them is the acronym RAP, as in wrapping a present, W-R-A-P. Wrap this present up and give it to yourself. You will be glad you did. Okay, so first of all, W is widening your options. The warning sign that you may be facing this pitfall is that there are no choices in this decision. According to you, in your mind, you have zero other options. This has to happen this one way, or even maybe one or two ways, or it just can't work at all. Should I divorce this person or not? I am going to take him or her to the cleaners, period, end of story. You want to definitely not approach your choices from such a narrow mindset. You want to start by asking some questions. What else could you do? What are some other options? How could you zoom out maybe and look at this from a bigger, wider angle? What would you choose if you could not choose? that single option that you think you have to choose? How could you break the decision up into smaller choices or choose multiple options at once? Which options focus on avoiding negative outcomes or pursuing positive outcomes? What option might include this and that or this or that? Who else has solved your problem? What did they discover? Who do you know that's been through what you're going through right now? What did they do? Is one of their options perhaps also an option for you? Have you solved this kind of a problem before in maybe a different kind of a circumstance? And how might that apply? Number two is to reality test your options. You want to get another opinion from an expert or someone who has experience with how these kinds of things are likely to turn out. And the warning signs that you are about to hit this pitfall is looking for information or people that only support your point of view. Not wanting to listen to others who have a different opinion. Everyone says my husband will have to pay me enough so I can continue to live my lifestyle. Maybe, maybe not. You don't want to get stuck in this rut of only looking for evidence to support your own ideas because you could get sideswiped by reality. So to reality test your options, you're going to want to ask some other questions. Things like, have you asked someone who disagrees with you for their feedback? Have you asked someone to shoot holes in your ideas? What would have to be true about this option for it to be the very best choice? What answer might you get that you don't expect? 
What would you choose if the opposite of what you're assuming right now were true? And what would you choose right now if you assume positive intent with others? How many divorces get settled before they go to trial? What happens when you try this choice on in reality? Let's think about that. Number three is attaining some distance. You are definitely going to have some strong short-term emotions going on during your divorce, especially at key moments during the divorce. And when you're making a decision, when you're gripped by a visceral emotion, it oftentimes is a very short-sighted response or reaction. I can't stand dealing with this any longer. I have to do fill in the blank. This is short-term emotion talking, and it is definitely a pitfall. You want to instead think about things like if you make this choice, how are you going to feel in 10 minutes, 10 days, 10 months? How many other voices or perspectives could you get on this? If you were looking at this from an observer's standpoint, say another friend of yours was going through this, what would so-and-so do? What would you tell your best friend to do in this situation? Who do you want to be when you look back at this? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? Does what you're thinking about doing honor your core priorities, your best self, and the values that you hold to? Now, lastly, you want to P, prepare to be wrong. Look at the best and worst case scenarios before making a decision. You may be facing this pitfall if you are overconfident about the future. I don't have to put anything aside for a rainy day. What could possibly happen? I don't need to worry about getting this settlement because I'm already in a new relationship with a man who's very generous. I won't have to worry about alimony. You definitely want to ask some questions here to avoid being overconfident when things don't turn out the way we necessarily think they will. So prepare to be wrong. What considerations would really stretch your sense of what the future might bring? What's the best case scenario here? What about the worst case scenario? What would be a tripwire that you could set? For example, if this happens, then I'm going to make another decision. Again, these tips have come from a book by Chip and Dan Heath called Decisive, How to Make Better Choices in Your Life and at Work. And if these kinds of thoughts are important for you right now, that might be a book you want to pick up. If you need some support working through these steps with regard to the specifics of your divorce because you are gripped by visceral emotion and you know you're needing help with someone to come alongside you and support you with logic and understanding and compassion. That's what I'm here for. Please reach out. Go to startingoverstronger.com. You can schedule a complimentary discovery call there, and I can talk with you then about what your specific situation is and whether or not divorce coaching might be for you. I'll look forward to talking with you soon. Take care.